Duke's mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Duke's is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Duke's. It's got twang. This episode and every episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show is brought to you by Ironmonger Brewing. Visit Ironmonger at their tap room in Marietta, Georgia, or online at ironmongerbrewing.com. Open up a tab, grab a seat, and pour a pint. It's time for the Beer Guys Radio Show. You want free beer? Go to the brewery. Dedicated to the art, science, and enjoyment of craft beer. Yeah, what's wrong with the beer we got? Now, here are your hosts, Tim Dennis and Brian Hewitt. Welcome to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We're broadcasting from the Beer Guys Radio Studios in Marietta, Georgia. And this week, we're talking with Pipework Brewing. I'm Tim Dennis, and with me as always is my good friend and co-host, Brian Hewitt. Hey, Tim. So joining us today, we have Nathaniel Morton and Scott Kaufman, both of them brewers with Pipeworks Brewing Company, and Ricky Bohm, the director of sales. We're going to talk about the growth of Pipeworks, innovation at their greater scale now, and favorites like Ninja versus Unicorn and the Abduction Stout series, and probably some other things too. Guys, thanks for joining us. Of course. Glad to be here. Yeah, thanks for having us. We appreciate it. We're sipping one of your beers right now. We just cracked into a little Velocity of Light, little DDH uh, Oat IPA here. So this is a mighty tasty. Yeah, there you go. It is. It's, it's quite solid, Tim. I believe you guys said you just got you uh, a 30 rack of a very high quality beer. Over there, right? <laughs> is that right? Of the highest quality. We are living the high life. I tell you what, though, I think that's the one I hear more brewers talk about when they're kicking back, just having a beer. A lot of them go for that high life. They really do. They yeah. About it there. So, yeah. How are things in uh, in Chicago this week, guys? Ricky, uh, how's it going up there? It's great. We had this huge storm roll through the other day, took down a bunch of trees and messed up some of the neighborhoods. But other than that, yeah, Chicago's been great. As long as you're not reading the news, Chicago's great. Yeah, yeah. As long as you don't read that, I think that applies anywhere. See, we're it's very true. You yes. know, we're based in Georgia, so we've just been a train wreck here lately with all our COVID stuff. Our governors just throw the kids back in school, do this and that, yeah. and it's it's all going so well. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to yeah. avoid the politics part of it. Oh, I do it. That's it. Beginning and end of that chapter. Let's move yeah. on to beer. <laughs> that's it. Yeah, there. Leave it there and go on. Right. It feels yeah. like a reality TV version of Will It Blend? Basically, the Georgia <laughs> yeah, right. Will It like, Blend. Yeah, right. Yeah. Absolutely. Good stuff. <laughs> well, Brian, what uh, what did you get into this week, man? Well, you know, I did a little bit of running around, but I, I like to start off with my drink your cellar pick. I got into a North Coast Old Stock Ale from 2014. Delicious. It was a uh, the Cellar Reserve Wheat Whiskey Barrel. Wow, that was good. That I was bet. so, yeah. so good. It aged very well. The carb- I, I opened it up, a little pop, a lot of carbonation. I was actually worried that as much as it popped that there might be some a little additional unwelcome activity going on there it was perfect it was so good so rich and the funny thing is is i bought that here in georgia it's actually over the legal limit in terms of it's not through 14.4 percent so yeah. six years ago somebody broke the law apparently so, okay without <laughs> hey man great do stuff. what you can there right what's yeah. the do you guys have a limit there in illinois abv limit no uh, see that's what we get uh 
we just saw recently, I think you're going to talk about this a little more later, Brian, that uh, Goose Island announced the Bourbon County variance they, for this yes, year. Yes, indeed. And a lot of times we miss out because they ours is 14%. So a yep. lot of times we miss out because mm. it crosses the threshold. Didn't they have some that were like 14-3? Yes. They've done, we've had a few things, and they actually, a couple years they blend, they actually blended a special version like 13.7 or something, yeah, something like that like because that. there's a few states that kind of get hit with that. But Yeah, uh, I remember when I that think, happened. Yeah. And like some of them ended up here in Illinois and people were like, what the Right. Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing to us? What are you doing to us? Exactly. Why, why would you do this to us? Why? Yeah. We're sorry to send you guys this session style. We didn't mean to do this to you. So, yeah. We count ourselves lucky if we get the main version every year, you know, because some years no. it's just under, some years it's just over, or if we get like we, at, the barley most, wine seems to make it here. Yeah. Usually so, the barley wine does, and that's usually really good the sure. years I've had it. So, yeah. yeah. So what did you get into, Tim? Brian, you know, I did something Saturday that I think is the first time I've ever done this, and it wasn't intentional. You know, we talk about our crispy boys all the time. We sure. Do, we enjoy our Pilsners, but uh, I think this Saturday I drank nothing but light lagers. You did. That's right. Yeah. 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 We that. went around and visited a few places. We went over uh, Tucker Brewing in Tucker, Georgia, uh, Lager Brewery. They specialized on a bunch of different lagers there, and they've got a great Pilsner, TKR Pilsner. They just recently opened a kitchen there at the brewery, and we had a, a big old pretzel that actually needed a hanging scaffolding to hold the pretzel <laughs> Scaffolding, up, yes. And uh, got a little <laughs> pot of beer cheese with it there, so check that out. Sat on the, pa the patio was really nice. We've been weird here in Georgia this year because we're getting up in the 90s, but to me, it doesn't seem like it's been as humid. I, th I think you're right. I actually yeah. asked Alexa earlier today what the humidity was. It said 60%, okay. which is unheard of for this time yeah. of year. We're There's usually no like, way. what, like 130%? Uh, at least, like yeah. yeah. It's 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 actually more yeah. water in the air than air in the air. Has yes. it has it been sticky in, in Chicago this year, or has it been pretty pleasant up there? It's been sticky, especially on the brew deck. <laughs> but uh, Oh, up on the brew deck, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it hasn't been too crazy, nothing too wild, and we had a pretty mild winter, which was nice, but definitely had a few days quite humid and a few days getting well into the 90s, so similar. On the brew deck, it's, you know, steamy, hot. Uh, you try to move air around to, to help your cause, but it's just mostly just moving hot air more into your face than it was before. So, you know, we're looking forward to fall already up here. Yeah, not long we'll be getting it. We usually hit the fall Sometimes our break point is like Halloween around then. Around we, then, yeah. We start feeling the lower, cooler temperatures. Speaking of, I mean, that was kind of training for Oktoberfest, basically. Yeah, what, getting what there. Yeah. yeah, we had enough of a little breeze there that it was, uh, you know, it was really nice, you know, really pleasant with a little bit of breeze. But uh, also popped over to Iron Shell Brewing, new brewery oh, yes. here. They're a huge one specializing in, uh, you know, German lagers and that. And they also have kind of a dual thing there where they have their their beer that they brew but they also specialize in contract brewing so they do they're doing that mm. and i found out that they'll actually be the first brewery in georgia to do an alcohol an in a beer not an alcohol oh beer. no kidding yeah okay. there's a brewery called right side brewing and i think they're planning on launching this fall but uh the big kettle is what they call their contract brewer they're actually going to do the non-alcoholic beer for them so be kind of cool great great you know tim i think we should get into the beers of the week crack open a cold one it's the truck and tap beer of the week craft beer and food trucks in downtown woodstock truckandtap.com well brian as always we have a fantastic selection of beers to get into of course from pipeworks we are into the velocity of light double dry hopped oat ipa right now also from pipeworks we've got punch in punch out hazy ipa 
with pineapple, cherries, and tangerines. Uh, we're going to get into one. Good word, another stop we made this weekend, Good Word oh, Brewing. Yes. Uh, we got a couple bottles of their hoof prints, which is uh, modeled off of a popular ice cream for some tracks there. And that's got uh, peanut, cocoa, vanilla, and, of course, some lactose in a stout, Brian. So that should be pretty darn tasty. So, Brian, what's happening this week in the news? What's in the news? The beer guys have the scoop. Extra, extra, read all about it. Time for headlines. All right, so good news, canned beer fans. Ball Corporation is adding production capacity as the can supply is dwindling and getting tighter. The new production line is coming online in Rome, Georgia, which joins the recently opened production line in Fort Worth, Texas. Uh, These new production lines will help, but even with them open, the demand will exceed supply. So to address the shortfall, Two completely new facilities will begin operations in 2021, one in Arizona and another somewhere in the Northeast. So, uh, yeah, part of what makes the can supply so tight is craft beers competing with wine and spirits right now because they're putting their stuff in cans as well. RTD, Brian. RTD beverages. Exactly, exactly. So heads up, fans of Bourbon County, Goose Island has announced their 2020 Bourbon County lineup. So I, you know, haven't been all that keen on Bourbon County over the over the years, just partly because AB InBev ownership and all that, but uh, simply because we can't get them here also due to ABV sure, uh, restrictions. Yeah. But I'm intrigued by a few of uh, this year's offerings. Bourbon County's King Fog Stout incorporates tea in their beer for the first time, Earl Grey and black tea, and also honey. Kind of interesting. Birthday Bourbon, uh, uh, birthday bourbon uh, County Stout. Wow, it's hard to get that one out for some reason. <laughs> Aged in barrels from one of my favorite bourbons, Old Forester Birthday Bourbon. That alone would have me drink that. That's I would get that. Did you see the that. ABV on that one? Is it going to have they r- announced that yet? I looked and I did not see okay. ABVs listed and their anniversary bourbon stout will be in Weller 12 barrels or was in Weller 12 barrels for an extra period of time. Commemorates the 10th anniversary of their Black Friday releases of the Bourbon County line. Too. Okay. Did I yeah. also see that they did uh, one with a T in it, right? That the- was the uh the the Kentucky Fog stuff. Kent- yes. That's the yes. Kentucky Fog the, the, with Earl, Earl Grey, Grey and black, black tea teas. and honey. Yes, that'll be interesting. That's correct. All right, they always do some interesting stuff there. Indeed, yes, we'll see. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take a break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Pipeworks Brewing. Are you really doing Facebook right? I'm Aaron Williams, and here's your Marketing Minute. Facebook is a fantastic place to communicate with your fans. I'm sure you're using it to let people know about your specials, new beers, events. In other words, you're talking at your audience. Instead, try talking with your audience. Start conversations, ask questions, and show your fans what's going on behind the scenes. You'll make more of them, I promise. For more marketing tips and tricks, head to crafted-consulting.com slash radio. Have you ever thought about owning your own brewery but don't know what it takes to get one built? We're Storytime Construction, and we build breweries. We're Georgia's most experienced and hands-on contractors when it comes to building new breweries and tap rooms or expanding existing breweries. We offer full build-outs, remodeling, and additions, as well as consulting and construction management. Give us a call at 770-733-4343. Storytime Construction. We build breweries. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, 
Twitter and Instagram. To be the man, you gotta beat the man. Woo! Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. And welcome back to Beer Guys Radio Show. Remember, all episodes are available on demand. So if you miss the broadcast, get the podcast. Beer Guys Radio is available on all popular podcasting apps and unpopular podcasting apps. You don't have to be popular to play this game. You don't. No, no, you don't. We'll be there for you. Now let's get back to the folks from Pipeworks Brewing Company. Guys, thank you so much for joining us. We we greatly appreciate it. We're enjoying some of your beers here right now. We've got Punch In, Punch Out, a little uh, fruited uh, fruited beer here. It's a uh, hazy pale ale with some fruit. Really good stuff. So, Ricky, question for you to get things rolling here. I saw something that you don't see a lot of success with this anymore, but Pipeworks was launched through a Kickstarter campaign. Is that correct? That is correct. We were lucky enough, I think, to start like right before the uh, craft brewery boom. Um, right. So we're, we're going on nine years now, and we were the third Kickstarter to finish in the in the beta version of Kickstarter. Oh, really? Okay. Was, like, oh, wow. Yeah. Widely available. I don't know how it took off, but we ended up getting a lot more money than what we had originally asked for, um, which we were very fortunate for. And it, yeah, it helped us kind of start the brewery and give us what we needed to, to start their own beer so and we appreciate everybody that donated because we are who we are now and without them we'd, we'd do nothing so we had a couple kind of like you said that got into this early and did just great with their campaigns but now it's like someone will launch to like hey guys we need we need ten thousand dollars to get started up here and they'll get like six hundred and forty dollars. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, you know, the days of those. And then that's because it just ended up getting flooded. People saw the success there and everybody went after it. So Yeah. What is there like eight thousand degrees and uh, there is three hundred or something? Yeah, three hundred. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. How about it? Crazy stuff. A lot of people started switching over to the GoFundMe just because Kickstarter doesn't fund unless you right. meet your goal. Which... If all you got was the six hundred dollars yeah. <laughs> on GoFundMe, you'll still get your six hundred dollars, right? Six. Yeah. And so it was, you know, phenomenally successful. I was looking at it as like, I think it was like 10K over what you asked for, like 40K. And I think that I was looking at it, it's like, you even got matching funds from investors. That's Rock crazy. On. I can't even imagine that happening right now. But those were different days. So. Yeah, Back yeah. in the good old days. Back man. in the good old days. Yes, indeed. So, you know what? Another thing I noticed doing my research is your brewery has cats, like a bunch of them, and they like live there full time. Yeah, I, I've not heard of this before where like usually the like pets brought in the, you know, somebody's pet, but these actually live at the brewery, right? Yeah. Well, back in the day, we got Kingston, we call him Quing, and he's on multiple of our labels. He, uh, he's been on TV. He's a, a celebrity of sorts, I guess, and probably the greatest cat to ever walk this earth. He sounds impressive. <laughs> right? Yeah. We got him to to catch the mice at the old brewery before we expanded. And then the other two just kind of came into the fold. We rescued them. When we were moving into the new spot, they were born in a wall. Like the, the place had been boarded up and we came and looked at it and did like a final walkthrough. And they were born in the wall and they were taken back to the to the original brewery and raised there. Now they're back home and they live, they live here at the new brewery. But yeah, they just, they have like the greatest playground ever. Son of a did. Now, how many cats are we talking here? Brian makes it sound like you're running a cat zoo over there. I mean, no. I saw like three or four, I <laughs> think. Yeah. There, there at one point was four, 
but the three original cats didn't like the new one, so heated up with one of our our drivers because we self-distribute. Okay. All right. Um, so now that now we have three, are they friendly? Do they socialize with visitors and such? Oh yeah, I mean okay. All right. Yeah, they essentially have twenty five owners that just give them love That's all day, cool. and they're like okay. the coolest cats ever. <laughs> You guys have cat cafes in Chicago, like where you can go hang out and pay to like pet cats and that. I don't know, do we? So we we do. We've got one here called Java Cats. It's like a coffee house, and then it's a it's a room full of cats. It's a cat terrarium. And so we're there one time, and I'm like, oh, let's get a cup of coffee. I'm like, hey, I I love cats. I'm gonna go over here and check them out. Man, those cats all like they went the other direction when I walked in there. It was the most disappointing <laughs> cat experience ever. And as a general rule of thumb, I get along well with animals, but these cats, uh, they weren't having it. There was one like playing underneath of some kind of stool or bench, and I reach in there and he just smacked the fire out of me with his claws. I'm like, all right, fine. <laughs> well, those this, those cats get so much attention, they're probably yeah. sick of people. You know, that's a good point. They're probably like, you know, no, you know, especially you, I'm not putting up with it's you. It's like dude. I'm yeah. so worn out, <laughs> I don't have time this. for your stuff. To absolutely yeah now scott you uh you've been with the brewery since the beginning is that correct that is correct i uh i met the two original owners in the very beginning and uh got on board before we were even technically a company well that's good was now is pipeworks your first brewing job or have you brewed were other brewing experience prior to that no no pipeworks was the first professional brewing job and you know we all kind of came into this together uh you know it's it's a bit of an old saying, a, a trite saying to say like, oh, we all homebrewers that gathered together and started a brewery. But at the time, there weren't a whole lot of people who had done that. So, you know, we felt like we were kind of at the, the cutting edge of doing that uh, amongst the new breweries. Now, that's something, you know, I know there's different challenges for established breweries and new startup breweries. And we still see, even in all this craziness, we're still seeing that there's uh breweries opening and planning to open we just saw one of our i guess golden child breweries here in georgia creature comforts Mm, just announced that they're uh opening in los angeles with the help of russo the director of the avengers movie so right stuff is still going on out there but for someone just looking to open a brewery scott what do you think some of the challenges are that they need to be aware of as a new brewer in a new brewery well, you know, I think one of the things you guys already just touched on was financing because there's so many other uh, breweries starting up these days. It's like, how do you set yourself apart from the other breweries, not only in, in like your approach to the industry, but also how you're going to make yourself different, like what styles are you going to do? There's always like a return to classic styles, which is, we've kind of seen come and go right. over the years. You know, like what what can you do to make yourself something new to your area? And I feel like a lot of these places that have less breweries, Chicago is so saturated right now that there's nothing you can do that's new here, period. Right. It gotcha. doesn't matter. But, you know, I don't know how it is in Atlanta or suburban, you know, Georgia, but uh, you got to find your niche and find maybe consider opening somewhere outside of city limits and wherever USA. But uh, I think that's the big thing right now. It's hard to be on the cutting edge when there's so many breweries in the country. We passed some laws here in 2017 that really changed our brewing scene in Georgia. And we've doubled, tripled in just 
five years maybe here. Oh, yeah. It's grown so, so fast. You know, yeah. some new things here. But, yeah, we saw it, and it is getting to where we're starting to fill in those gaps on the map, kind of. You know, the smaller towns are starting to get their breweries. It's amazing when you don't punish people for doing what they want to do. They actually yeah. do what they want to do. Yeah, Crazy, there's still right? a little punishment out there. Not well, there's, punishment I mean, yet, yeah. but it's better. It's but light, it's better. though. It's just a light spanking now. Yeah, light yeah. spanking. Just, <laughs> a, just a little bit. <laughs> just so you know there. Just so you know, right? Now, Nate, you, you joined the team a little bit later. Is that right? How'd you get involved with Pipeworks? Uh, yeah, I've been here for about two years. Um, I came from a brewery in Michigan called uh, Old Nation. Oh, yeah. Familiar. Big yes. fans. Yep. Okay, cool. Yeah, yeah. So I, I grew up in Michigan, um, and I lived in Chicago and San Francisco. But I got my start at a small brewery in northern Michigan in Petoskey, a tiny town called uh, Beards Brewery. So I was with them for a while um, and then uh, moved back downstate. And I was at Old Nation for a little while, but kind of wanted to get back somewhere else, maybe a little bigger town, and uh, just saw an ad for Pipeworks and set my app in and came down for an interview and been here ever since. We talked with Old Nation. We had them on the show once, and we talked about, I believe they're called Pasties. Is that oh, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's uh we don't get those down here. We don't no. we don't get them here. So. I was about to ask him about Petoskey stones. Yeah, it's a Yuper, right? Yeah, 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 UP stuff. So Yeah, yeah. We thought it sounded great, you know, a little meat turnover with your hazy IPAs. I'm all about that. No argument for me at all. Yeah, they're quite tasty and uh they originated for the miners that used to go into the mines and they'd uh bring a couple of those along for lunch. Sounds good to me. Sounds like a plan. Absolutely. When, I, when I'm going to work in the mine, that's what I that's want. That's what you're taking. Yeah, you. Absolutely. Exactly. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon to talk more with Pipeworks Brewing. You know we love good beer, and Athletic Brewing makes non-alcoholic beer that stand shoulder to shoulder with their boozy brethren. With a fraction of the calories and certified organic, it's a great beer to enjoy anytime. Athletics got new brews like Cerveza Atletica just in time for summer. Check out the full selection at athleticbrewing.com. Use code BG25 for 25% off your first order and U.S. customers get free nationwide shipping. Athletic Brewing, brew without compromise. Brian and Tim, the beer guys. If you're like us, no lunch or dinner is complete without a pint or two of craft beer. Which is why Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth are always on our list. Tim, why do they call it Truck and Tap? Well, the tap part is easy, Brian. They've got 18 of them. As for the truck part, that's where it gets interesting. Truck and Tap features your favorite Atlanta area food trucks, so you're getting a different menu every day. Truck and Tap in downtown Woodstock, Alpharetta, and Duluth. Truckandtap.com. Let them know that the beer guys sent you. the beer guys on facebook twitter and instagram i didn't enjoy it at all now back to the beer guys radio show welcome back to the beer guys radio show i want to give a quick shout out to one of our great radio affiliates wnpk 1020 am and 99.7 fm in new london new hampshire catch beer guys radio on wntk every saturday at 10 p.m local time Let's get back to a conversation with Pipeworks Brewing Company. Ricky, another question for you. We want to talk about scaling up, about growing. Pipeworks has had great success, so, so congratulations for that. It's always nice to do something and succeed at it, right? 
Yeah, you know, we're we're very thankful that people even want to drink what we're making. So, yeah. Absolutely. As you've grown, what have been kind of the major challenges for you? Have you struggled any with, you know, consistency or keeping the beer at the same level and, and increasing that volume? I mean, we always put out great liquids. So, we... <laughs> yeah, they, yeah, no question, right? Yeah. The problem that I've seen is that so we self-distribute here in Illinois and just like just trying to make sure that that continually happens and then choosing what markets that we, so in Illinois, you can only self-distribute up to 7,500 barrels. Okay. And then after that, you have to send either go with the distributor or send beer out of state. And, and we're at that ceiling already. We have been in Illinois for a couple of years. So then the problem after that is like choosing what markets to open up to get rid of the rest of the beer where it'll be enjoyed, where it won't sit on the shelves and fight with other breweries. Like Minnesota was a tough one because we were like, who do we go with? Because we don't want to fight with Surly because Surly makes amazing beer. We wanted to find a smaller distributor that would focus on on craft and not just be like, oh, here's Pipeworks and end up on the bottom shelf, you know? So that's really, I think that's the biggest problem that we've, which is a good problem to have, but... Well, so that's like we were talking earlier. We said there's 8,300 breweries in the country now. So yes. it's, it's a lot harder there. You know, we think as beer drinkers, you know, we think back to the early days. Brown and I were drinking in the 90s. So it's, uh, Indeed. you know, it's something at that time you drank all the craft beers because there were only a handful. Exactly. Yeah. So, and we're even seeing here, you know, some of our very successful beer bars that have you know, 30 taps or whatever, there would have been a time when actually I think one story that was told to us is founders at one of our brew pubs here, our brewery, our beer bars had like six taps on, and now they can only give them like one or two taps at a time because there's just so much beer. And, you know, the people from founders are like, Hey, you know, what's up? They're like, Hey, there's just, it's a lot there's more 80, stuff. 300 to choose from now, you know? Yeah. So it, it just makes it a little bit harder. And people want to try what's new and what's exciting. Sure. They don't want to try the same thing that they've had over and over, you know, or like the seasonal from that same brewery. Yeah, that's we've kind of evaluated our drink. And it's like we've got a handful of go to's. We're always going to go back to these, sure. but probably 20 percent go to's 80 percent. Let's try what's oh, new here. Absolutely. Yeah. At least 80 percent. Good time. Uh, you know, yeah, we do have our ADAs and things that we keep sure. coming back to absolutely. for sure. You know, you mentioned that you hit a threshold, and it sounds like you're avoiding going through a distributor in-state. That's an intentional thing, and, and why, out of yeah. curiosity? Yeah, so the, the plan is to um, self-distribute in Illinois as long as we possibly can, and there's a number of reasons for it. But for us, the biggest one is to make sure that the beer is as fresh as it could possibly be. We make a lot of IPAs, and they obviously don't have a long shelf life. So when we self-distribute, we have our own drivers who know about Pipeworks, who know about beer, that are out there checking dates of beer on shelves every time they're out there. So we can make sure that like people are consuming the beer as fresh as possible. And we buy our own beer back. So the drivers do that as well. So that's like the biggest part of it. I'm sold on that. Yeah, that's it's great. great. I hate grabbing... I hate having to flip a can and check a date. I'm all the always, time. Doing but you have to always. do that these days. Yeah. yeah, you know, I've pulled nine month old IPAs and and not realized. Oh it, yeah, so. and that, that's what our drivers do every week when they're out there is they flip those yeah. cans, and if it's one day past like what we want the shelf life to be, they buy it back. Gotcha. Yeah, because when it's your beer, you can care about it. If you're one yeah. of 
of a hundred brands or whatever, it's yeah. a little harder to get that done. That makes sense. I get yeah. that's the best place to drink pipe works is in Chicago because or there, in man. state you because know it's good you know it's fresh. fresh. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Wish we could say the same thing. Yeah, beer. that's not always true though, because I've sent beer to New York that was shipped out the day it was packaged and then it was in New York like two days later. So there um, you go. Yeah, yeah, we. T- I, I try. I go out of my way to try to plan that out, where it's like, okay, I'm going to get you the beer as fresh as I possibly can. So even when it is out sure. of state, like it's the same thing. I know the distributors don't treat it the way we do here, but that's the joy of of self distribution is that we can control that. I could see that. Yeah, that makes sense. And something I think every not maybe everybody doesn't know, but. There's more money to the brewery when you're self distributing. Oh yeah, that's, that's yeah. Also yeah. yeah. There, so. that's obvious. You got to pay those a, guys. A big to, factor there. As well. <laughs> you got to pay those guys to distribute if they yeah. distribute. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. Good stuff. Well, well, Scott. Question for you there: sure. As you guys have grown and keeping up with this, do you still get a chance to do a lot of experimental and innovative brews there? It's actually funny that you just uh, asked that question. We just had a uh, a recipe meeting about an hour, two hours ago. Lots of new experimental brews being talked about, being figured out. We are not slowing down on experimental brews. Obviously, we're not making the 90-barrel, 120-barrel batches, 150-barrel batches that we do with our core beers. But, you know, we're still as willing as ever to kind of try new stuff. We got a lot of good ideas coming from different places, you know, different experiences. Nate being from Michigan breweries and... People come from all walks of life. We have people that are more culinary. I'm not so much, but like we all celebrate each other's uh, approaches. So I don't think that's ever going to stop for us. We've slowed down maybe a little bit from the early days, but you know, that's because we're so busy with our core beers. But you know, we still have fun with it. We still get a little crazy, get a little wild, you know, bust each other a little bit on what what were you thinking with that one? But then we make it work, and it ends up being pretty tasty beer. So uh, we're having fun with it. Good. So is there anything you're particularly enjoying working with right now? Any specific hop or yeast, or uh, you know, any craft grains or anything out there? We've been playing around with a little bit of spelt lately. That's kind of one of the fun newer grains that's been kind of you know lesser known. Obviously, like rye was kind of fun in, in various types of beer, but spelt is kind of something. I know it's kind of a weird. Uh, historic grain but just kind of using that hops hops have been a little tricky to come by these days as as we just talked about with everything going on but i think we are just personally if if i'm responding with like continuing to have fun with the 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 classic lager historic styles we're working on a recipe i think nate actually wrote it for a smoked bock coming out this fall you know i don't know i can't speak for everybody but in terms of playing around with lagers and Maybe in the near to nearish future, we'll be kind of experimenting more with uh, different ways we can play with uh, lager yeast. Heck yeah, that's Smoke what I'm lager. all about, man. Yeah, <laughs> we actually had a beer earlier today before we went on the air with some spelt in it. It's uh, a lotus hops with uh, barley, oats, and spelt in a sour IPA hmm. with tangerine. Right. That's from a two tides brewing over in savannah georgia isn't spelt is that an ancestral wheat strain is that what that is i'm trying to remember what that is yeah it's kind of like a a historic kind of like i i want to say like a hybrid kind of strain you know we're, we're kind of just starting to play with it a little bit more recently but it's definitely got like a nice earthy kind of flavor to it something that we've not really worked with before but we've 
tried to utilize into some of our newer recipes. It's fun seeing all this stuff out there. And like you were talking about, you know, being from Michigan, I think, is it, is it Michigan Chinook yes. that are known yeah. to have like, the, I think it's, is it a cherry or something? I know there's a I think flavor it's a fruitier they, character. I don't, re- yeah. I don't recall what it is. I know so. Michigan is, is known for its cherries. Yeah. Well, Michigan, yeah. uh, Nate, Nate, what, what's going on with Michigan? Michigan yeah. Chinook. Tell us about <laughs> what's happening. Yeah. Chinook was actually when we, I worked at Michigan breweries and we would buy Michigan hops. Chinook was definitely one of the better ones we would get from there. But yes, we are also known for cherries. I don't know that I ever got cherry notes from Chinook hops from Michigan. I'm trying to remember that. I know there was a fruit note. Maybe I'm just I thinking think it was fruitier in general. Michigan. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Good stuff, man. Well, you're listening to the Beer Guys Radio Show. We do need to take another break, but we'll be back very soon with more from Pipeworks Brewing. It's time to take your snack back with bold flavors that complement your latest brew. Southern Recipe Small Batch Pork Rinds will do just that with flavors like Korean Kimchi Barbecue, Honey Chipotle, Cilantro Lime, and more. Munch on these beer-friendly bacon bites right out of the bag or crush them in your favorite recipes as a substitute for breading. Find your next bag at Kroger or go to southernrecipesmallbatch.com for recipes and a buy two, get one coupon. That's southernrecipesmallbatch.com. Craft beer forged with a reverence for tradition and new styles that start a revolution. Ironmonger Brewing. The brewers at Ironmonger Brewing pride themselves at being masters of barrel-aged, hoppy, and sour beers. They invite you to their tap room in Marietta, Georgia to taste and see. Also visit their barrel room for an intimate drinking experience with great live entertainment. Keep up to date on all things Ironmonger by liking them on Facebook. Ironmonger Brewing, establishing a new standard in craft beer. Follow the Beer Guys on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. I believe you have my stapler. Now, back to the Beer Guys Radio Show. Welcome back to Beer Guys Radio Show. If you enjoy the show, please consider supporting us on Patreon. Just go to patreon.com slash beerguys. Patrons get cool perks like Beer Guys swag and commercial-free episode episodes. episodes one or plural. many. Yes. As many as you on want. On your favorite app or your least favorite least app. Favorite app. Yeah. yeah. Your least favorite episode or your favorite Actually, episode. Actually, that's not true. You got to get it from Patreon. Oh, yeah. Okay. For commercial there you go. Free. That, that yeah. is correct. Well, let's get back to the guys from Pipeworks Brewing Company. Guys, we have an important question here. This is probably the most important question that we're going to ask during this entire interview, but who makes the best Italian beef in Chicago? Is there All a consensus? Right. <laughs> Ricky, 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 is there Ricky a consensus? Is, Ricky is the only OG Chicago person okay. between the three of us, so I feel like we've got to respect his opinion. Okay. Yeah. All right. All right. So there's this place um, in Oak Park, well Elmwood Park, called Jay's. That they they don't they don't mess around with cheese. They're just like, here's your beef. Do you want it wet? 
do you want peppers? And that's it. And then yes and yes. And then you walk out the door. There's no messing around. And it's phenomenal. It's so good. I don't know what they do. See, the places that do it well. Yeah. Do it like that. They don't mess around. You got to love those. Do you want it wet or not? All right. Here's a sandwich. Get out. Give me my money. You know, (laughs) the the first time I went there, I was like, can I have cheese? And the guy looks at me. He's like, we don't do cheese here. And I was like, oh, Oh, I was like, all right. I'm sorry. (laughs) Yeah. The Italian beef Nazi. The, yeah, I was going to say, Stoop Nazi of Italian beef there. Huh? That's, That's fantastic. Like, you know, you because when I go to Chicago, I've hit Portillo's just because it's it's the place I know. Oh, but, classic. Uh, see, and I think it's like going to um, uh, going to Philadelphia. You know, Pat's and Gino's are the ones known for, oh, the, yes. for the cheesesteaks there. But if you ask the locals, no one picks one of those as the best. Yeah, I was just uh, out there and, and yeah. tried both of those. Um, and luckily, I have a really good friend that lives out there. And she was uh-huh. like, no, don't waste your time See? with that. Yeah. But I but I had to try it, you know, because I there. thought it was good personally. But, you know, I'm not a local, so I don't have the skinny on the on the best of the best there. Yeah. But. And I can't remember the place that my friend told me to go to, but it was it was way better than those two spots for sure. Okay. See, I, I like to get ridiculous with my Italian beef. We had a place here that they called it the Al Capone, but I think it's also called maybe the Italian Combo, where it's the Italian sausage and the Italian beef all yeah. together. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I remember that's that one. Bun, it's, so. it's a delicious combo. Yeah. I had it one time, and uh, it's that perfect blend of the savory uh, beef and the spicy yeah. sausage. And yeah. y- even if you think it's too much, just just do it. Just do it. You'll be. You happy don't have to either. eat it all. Just enjoy it, right? But you, but you, you do will. It. You don't yeah. have you to. But you, you will totally eat it will. all. Yeah, and oh, that's yeah. like Brian and I are both. We're both very athletic, slim and trim guys. Right. So we'd never eat it all. But uh, you know, <laughs> we some, always. Did. But some people might. Some people might. Sure enough, there. Yeah. <laughs> Get that foot long. <laughs> what Pipeworks beer should you pair with an Italian beef? Ooh, that's a good. I, th- I think the pills would be. Yeah, I can't argue with that. Well, it's got a cooling effect of the lager, and but it's also got the spiciness of the uh, the the size. So a little bit of best of both worlds. Okay, I'm down. It sounds count me in for this party. I I am on board. That's one man's opinion, though. I don't. That's one man's opinion. (laughs) (laughs) Are there other opinions? I mean, we'll hear them. Yeah, Skate, Scott, Nate, Nate. I I just said. Oh, I mean, I agree with you, Pills. Okay. I think lizard would work out pretty well. You know, you got nice okay. mosaic character in there to kind of sure. balance out any spiciness. Kind of goes down smooth. Still decent body. I think a nice balanced hoppy pale ale like that would work out. Yeah. So you've got options. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, you can, do, you can do what you like there. Yeah. yeah. We haven't talked a ton, guys, about your beers. We've been kind of you know talking about all the uh, the the fun facts there, but we've enjoyed a couple of them here. Your Ninja versus Unicorn is a very very popular. We've had several variants of your abduction stout which we're we big have, fans of yeah. so what's coming up in the abduction series what what new abductions are we going to see we have some abduction in uh barrels right now we probably uh we might start bringing that back out and treating some of those so to do specialty barrel age abduction releases you know we're hitting that point in late summer fall where those ba big stouts start to become more of a factor you know not to say people don't want to drink them in the summer but I don't want to drink them in the summer. Weak. I mean, yeah. what? Stouts are for summer. I'll yeah. have you. You challenge know. me. Now I'm going to go open a barrel See, and try the go. entire right. thing <laughs> just to prove you wrong. If you really liked craft beer. <laughs> we have a number of barrel-aged variants of them right now. And some just straight-up abduction that we can treat uh, after the fact and kind of play around with, which we're excited about. But that's where we're at right now. Obviously, uh, we got a lot of different stouts we've done in the past but 
abduction has been a big part of our, our history. So we, we definitely plan on making sure that that remains the case. So I have a suggestion for a flavor for a treatment for that. Brian, you're usually the one with the beer ideas. Here. Yeah, usually I'm I'm surprised by but this. This is mine, okay. uh, a stout done with Italian Italian rainbow cookie flavor. All right. Okay. So that okay. is is everybody here familiar with the Italian rainbow cookies? I am I, not. I am not either. I feel like I heard of them, but I don't know anything. So it's like so it's a uh, like a vanilla cake, and that's soaked in amaretto. So you've got the almond, and then mm-hmm. in between each layer is a raspberry jam, and then that's coated with a chocolate frosting. I'm oh, on board. Wow. So I talking, mean, that sounds great, right? So raspberry, vanilla, almond, amaretto, chocolate stout. Raspberry, vanilla. Almond. I smell a collab in the works. Right I think we have I, to I make it. I, I think absolutely. I do. Pipe yeah, that's. I was thinking radio. that the other day. That's. All these beers they do, all these crazy stouts, I don't think I've seen that one yet. I don't recall seeing that. I looked through a lot of yeah. the abductions. I was going to ask about those. If uh, you kind of is – it, is it kind of like whatever ideas come up to you at a given time, that's what the abduction variant is? Or do you have ones that you keep reproducing you know, on a fairly semi-regular basis or an annual basis or something like that? I, I think we were, we're on like 13 different variants of the abduction. So we kind of like circulate through those and – make sure that they're brewed far enough away so they're not like on shelves. Um, but, but that one sounds amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's I, I had some of those cookies the other day. I don't remember how I got introduced to them, but I'm like, man, when we're talking dessert pastry stouts, this would really be a bang up yeah. flavor for this. So, yeah, I mean, it's... I thought you were fixing to go with uh, what is it? Is it Spumoni? Is there an ice cream called? That's Spumoni? the ice cream, Italian Spumoni. I think yeah. there's a Bourbon County variant this year that's coming okay. out that is based off of that or something like that. No, so. This yeah. is all original. This is all original. All, all right, original. they definitely stole that from us. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh well, we have a Sp- Spumoni Jones dog, which is our uh, milk stout with mm, okay. strawberry, vanilla, and, and chocolate. That was amazing. That makes uh, sense. Yeah. So. Goose Island ripped us off. So, can you Goose Island? Yeah, I think that's. Don't quote me on that. I think I think that that's happening. Does anybody at the brewery have an abduction story? Have any of you been abducted by aliens? I think working here, we all we all kind of got abducted by what the hell. They don't want to say anything. Yeah, it got quiet. I'll say this. The X Files is my favorite show of all time, and I wish I could be abducted because yeah, they they make it seem glamorous. Yeah, yeah. but no, sadly, no. In that case, you you believe there are aliens out there. Are they pastry-based life forms? That's something I've been meaning to ask somebody, and I think you guys are the right people to ask. Why do you do this, Brian? Because I have to, Tim. I, I, I simply have to. Pastry-based life forms? Pastry-based life forms. Uh, did you see their labels? Have you seen their beers? They're clearly pastry-based life forms. Okay. All right. I've already answered the question, but you guys, please <laughs> feel free yeah, Brian, to add to that. To I, I get the feeling Brian doesn't even need you guys for the Not interview. Really. There, so. I, no, I really they, filled in for you there. I can neither confirm nor deny that yeah, they are yeah. pastry-based based life forms, in fact. I think that if they are, it happened in the past seven years. Very, okay. Very likely. There you go. Absolutely. <laughs> well, guys, what's, uh, what is next for Pipeworks? What should people be keeping an eye out for? It's hard to say because we make so many we make so many crazy beers to kind of expand on what uh what i was talking about earlier we got a lot of we're not slowing down on any of the new weird stuff in the pipeline riffing off of you know desserts or other popular beverages that may or may not be already alcoholic 
I almost feel like the doors have been opened more in the past couple years towards what we might try. Okay. Um, yeah. But at the same time, not forgetting about the classics and still continuing to explore, like with the smoked Bach. Like, don't forget every part of the spectrum of beer. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think sure. it's fun. I yeah. saw that. Uh, you know, you guys are doing some cocktail beers. I've seen more of those. Those are fun, and so it's kind of cool to be at a time where delicious pilsners and ridiculous pastry stouts are both hot items they could live side by side contrary to popular belief that's right uh, we they love can. them all we're totally cool they with can it. coexist guys if people want to keep up with what's happening with pipeworks where should they go <laughs> our instagram facebook page twitter obviously any social media platform you can join our mailing list our email list yeah, there's multiple ways Instagram is probably the funnest. One. So many ways. Go to Instagram. Yeah. Get pipeworks. Do you do chain Instagram. letters like old school chain letters? Because yes. those would be cool. Or like fax subscriptions. Those are neat too. Sure. We, Forward we this letter or all your IPs. I could. I could gone. drop Ricky's uh, cell phone number if you want to text him directly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Please, absolutely. Please do, do that. Address. Absolutely. Well, guys, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Of course. Thanks for having us. Thank, thank you. you. You bet. Absolutely. Well, that about wraps it up for this episode of the Beer Guys Radio Show. Join us next week as we talk with Wyoming's Luminous Brewhouse. For more craft beer info, follow us online. We are Beer Guys Radio on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for tuning in. Have a great week, and don't forget to drink local. Cheers. Duke's Mail. Do you get it? Because only the ones that get it really get it. Your friends get it. Your mom gets it. Your grandma gets it. Your neighbors get it. Sometimes a dog gets it. Get out of there. What else? Uh, your potato salads get it. BLTs get it. Tailgates get it. And restaurants get it, too. By now, even you probably get it. So get it today. Made without any sugar since 1917, Dukes is that little southern something that makes good things better. Get Dukes. It's got twang.